Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and the Beer Store. Marinero, the sick podcast following the Canadians 2-0 loss to the hands of the Chicago Blackhawks with Marc-Andre Fleury picking up regular season win number 500. Joining me to talk about it, Stu Cowan from the Montreal Gazette and HockeyInsideOut.com. What's going on? Hey, Tony, how are you? Very, very good. The Sick Podcast brought to you by Cherry River Heart Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives now available in Quebec grocery stores and at the beer store. Stu, we're going to get to the Canadians, but before we do, very quickly, Marc-Andre Fleury is an elite company with Martin Brodeur at 691, Patrick Watt 551, Fleury at 500. Elite company that says to me that he too is elite. Your thoughts? Oh, without a doubt. And that Martin Brodeur number really stands out, boy. Like, that's a record that nobody's ever going to touch. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's not going to get near that. But, you know, I just finished writing a column that last night, the way the Canes are going this season, last night could turn out to be the highlight of the season at the Bell Centre. That reaction at the end, the chanting yeah. Fleury, 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 and the ovation afterwards and everything. That, that and Perot scoring a hat-trick. It, yeah, but it, it was just so special last night with Marc-Andre Fleury and, like, it's hard not to like the guy. He's such a humble guy. He's always yeah. smiling. He's always happy. And he is elite. He's right up there. I mean, they say three goalies in NHL history with 500 wins. He's 37 years old. He won the Vesna Trophy last year at 36, which is remarkable. And then he got traded basically for nothing in a salary cap move. So here's a guy who won three Stanley Cups with Pittsburgh and lost his job there to Matt Murray and was moved on, gone in the expansion draft to Vegas. Went to Vegas, basically built that franchise he was the face of the franchise there yeah. brought them to the stanley cup final his first year and then got traded away after winning a Vezina trophy for salary cap reasons ends up in chicago and for a guy who's only been in chicago for a short period of time the emotion from his teammates after last night's game spoke a lot about what kind of a person mark andre fleury is they were so happy for him i was asking jonathan taze after the game and he said he just came in here and he fit in and he's just such a likable guy and, you know, I asked him, you know, doing it in Montreal, I asked him, you know, growing up in Sorrel, did you dream about one day being the goalie for the Canadians? And he said, I, the, the NHL was too big of a dream for me. He says, I never thought I'd be good enough to play there, which is remarkable, considering he was one of only three goalies in NHL history to be drafted number one overall at the NHL draft. And he said he never really believed he could play in the NHL until after he got drafted and he started practicing with the Penguins and he realized he could stop NHL shooters. So it just speaks to the, how, how humble he is. Yeah, and in this day and age, there's not a lot of humble, humble superstars in sports out there, and it's nice to see a guy like him. What happened last night, and and the reaction from the fans was really special. That was a really nice Montreal. Yeah, moment. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, hard not to be, like you talked about. I mean, there's hasn't always been good for him. There's been a lot of ups. There's been a lot of downs. He's battled through adversity. He's a champion in my eyes for sure. Three Stanley Cups. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Good for him. Okay, now let's move on and talk about the Canadians. As you know. I accepted a long time ago what's happening this season. I thought they'd have a really, really bad season uh, all the way back into camp. I didn't think they'd be the second worst team in the National Hockey League, but I thought they would miss the playoffs. I thought they wouldn't be very good. I didn't think they would be this bad. 
I'm okay with everything. For me, the more they lose, the better it is, the better a chance they have of finishing last overall. And if you finish last overall, you have a better chance of winning the lottery and getting the number one pick, which is what I think this franchise desperately needs at this point in time is to have the number one pick and draft Shane Wright. Having said all of that, there's some things that bother me. Can you please explain to me, unless they're trying to shop him, because unless they're trying to trade him, what Jonathan Drouin has done to get the free pass and to get all the minutes he gets? Well, he has a long relationship with Dominic Ducharme, going back to their junior days. And Dominic Ducharme obviously has a soft spot for Jonathan Drouin. I think that's obvious. And, uh, you know, when Dominic Ducharme first took over as coach of the Canadians, he gave Jonathan every opportunity to succeed and then eventually dropped him down a line, dropped him down another line, dropped him down another line. And now with all the injuries, I guess it's sort of harder to do that. Um, But maybe they are shopping him and trying to trade him. I mean, you look at like, you know, Jeff Gordon coming in and saying he wants to watch things and see how things play out. But as it, as it goes on, the fact Jeff Petrie, all of a sudden Jeff Gordon comes in and all of a sudden Jeff Petrie shut down with the injury leads me to believe that, okay, this season's gone, get healthy, show that you can play decent in case we want to move you. And just things like that. And with Jonathan Drew, maybe they are I agree playing, with you 100%. Maybe they, are trying, maybe they are playing Jonathan Drew, hoping they can move him. I mean, you, you look at the, the contracts and that, you would think he might be a guy Jeff Gordon wants to move. And Jeff Gordon has no personal connection to Jonathan Drew. It was Mark Bergevin who went out and got him. And it's Dominic Ducharme with yeah. a personal relationship. So it would be easier for Gordon to make that move. And leaving uh, the Bell Center last night, I saw Jeff Gordon walk by. Uh, and I was thinking, man, I wonder what's going through his head after watching that game last night. That's 20 out of 28 games this season. The Canadians have scored two goals or less. Like, that's that's just horrible. I mean, yeah, no, you're right about that. Losing, but it's painful to watch. It's boring. Still, boring. because of their contracts and their age, Price would be the first one I'd want to move. Petrie would be the second one I'd want to move. And I know this one would hurt, but Gallagher would be the third one I'd want to move. And look, as much as it would hurt, I think you owe it to all those three guys to put them on a contending team to give them a chance to win a Stanley Cup because neither of them have won it. Now, having said all that, I would not bring Drouin back when his contract is up at the end of next season, but I'd actually keep him for the rest of the season because you still, you need players on your team. Fans need to come to see somebody. I keep him until next season. And when his value's at his highest, I'd let him go. And you know what? I know this sounds crazy, but I'll say it anyway. I actually think if you're going the rebuilding route, he actually helps with the tank because I think he hurts the team. He's a liability. He's, you know, Jonathan Joy has been around the NHL long enough that I think he is who he is. You know, he'll look good for a few games. He'll disappear for a few games. Um, the, the work ethic just, you know, it's... It's not there still. Well, you know what it is, Tony? I've said this before. I might have said it on with you, but I know I've told other people... I think hockey came so easy to Jonathan as a kid. I think he was just so naturally talented. He would just go out there and play, and he was the best player on the ice. And then you get to the NHL, and I honestly think – I think he thinks he's working hard. I just – I don't think he's ever really had to work hard because his wow. talent was so good. Can I tell I, you something? What's that? We do different jobs, he and I, and obviously you and I are almost in the same line of work. I mean, you write about sports and talk about sports, mm-hmm. and I talk about sports and all that stuff. When I look in the mirror every day, I know if I gave everything I had that day at the office, at the radio station, mm-hmm. or on the podcast, I know. And mm-hmm. it's called professional pride. And if he looks in the mirror, 
and he says to himself that he's working as hard as he can, then he's lying to himself. I'm sorry, because everyone knows, even if you know a little bit about hockey, everyone knows that he doesn't work very hard or he actually pretends to work. I had a, well, a real good, good view of him the other night. I was sitting in the sixth row and it's not is, good when you watch it live. He is very good at getting there just that split second too late to get the puck or get the hit, making it look like he's, I, I know where you're going with that, Tony. And we see it. We watch yeah. it. The coaches see it. Uh, but then you see the natural ability that he has. And, uh, you know, he said the, the other night from over the blue line, a beautiful pass, the vision, but it's just, you know, in the NHL, it's all about consistency, right? That successful players are consistent. We're talking yeah. about Mark andre Fleury before. Why? 500 wins because he's consistent. Of course. So, and Jonathan Jordan just hasn't had that consistency in the NHL, and it's so important. And that's what coaches really want. You know, guys are going to have good games and bad games, but you want that consistent work ethic. You know, Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher is not scoring. He's still working his butt off. Uh, and we're seeing so many of these guys come up from Laval, the Mike Pizzettas of the world. You know, they work hard. Ryan Paling's working hard when he's on the yeah. ice. He's given everything he has. And I'm okay. I'm okay with Pizzetta being here because at the end of the day, he goes on the fourth line. He works hard. And Pizzetta doesn't have a ceiling. But I'll tell you what. A guy like Caulfield, a guy like Romanov, a guy like uh, even Jesse Alonen have a certain ceiling, some higher than others. Can you tell me what Dominic Ducharme is doing that they call up Yelonen and he plays him seven minutes on the fourth line. Yeah. Like, is he this did, a joke or what's a waste? I mean, he did have him on the power play out early, which was good to see. But again, I mean, Dominic Ducharme might still be coaching to save his job and trying to win and thinking that he has a better chance to win with his veterans. Most coaches feel that way, right? They trust their veterans. We're talking about. I hear you, but they told Stu, they told him his job is safe. They did, but is this job safe? I can't see Dominic Ducharme coming back after this season, right? I can't see him returning next season with the Canadians. Whoever the new GM is is going to want his new coach. Ducharme's only making $1.7 million a year the next two seasons. I, I could see him. I could see him coming back, and I'll tell you why. I'd be surprised. Well, listen, it wouldn't shock me if they would get rid of him. Don't get me wrong. The reason why I could see him coming back is because usually when a new GM comes in, they take about a year to try and put their 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 their, their stamp on the team before they start bringing in their people. So it wouldn't surprise me if he does another year and it wouldn't surprise me if they replace him in the off season because the Canadians are on pace for the worst season of their franchise history. The concern is though, Tony, with that is there's too many games this season. They haven't showed up. I mean, the last three games they've competed. Part of that is probably because they got so many guys from Laval who don't know how much longer they're going to be in the NHL. And this might be their only chance and they're busting their butts trying to give everything they have. But before all the injuries, they weren't showing up game after game. And that, to me, is on the coach. And the, and uh, Fair enough. But what if you're going for a rebuild? What if Jeff Gordon is going for a rebuild? He probably yeah, but, wouldn't mind if yeah, but, for another year and a half, guys don't show up. But you don't want to lose not showing up. Like the way they're losing the last three games, you can live with that. All these AHL guys working hard and losing by a goal or two goals, and you, you can live with that. But when the when the, the main guys weren't, and I've said this before, I mean, if they if they did want to make a coaching change right now, it's a very simple solution. You make Luke Richardson the interim head coach until the end of the season. Players love him, as Ben Sherratt said. We'll skate through a wall from everybody. I wouldn't him. do that, Stu. You want to know why? Well, what if it has an electroshock and they win games? The worst thing that could happen to them. Well, and they're not keep losing. 
they're not going to do it because that's going to create a whole new language controversy for Jeff Molson. Remember yeah, that Randy Cunningworth. They're not going to put a unilingual anglophone in as a head coach on a, on a full-time basis. Still remember when Claude Julien had his heart attack in the bubble playoffs two seasons ago. And, and when they announced Kirk Muller was going to take over as interim head coach, before they announced it, they apologized for Kirk Muller not being able to speak French, even though the head coach was in the hospital after having a heart attack or having a heart issue. So that's not going to happen. So, Ducharme is going to play there the rest of the season. And it's up to Gordon, I think, to mandate that he plays the young guys. Because Ducharme still – and don't forget, Ducharme, if he's losing his job here, he still wants to get another job in the NHL. And that record, his regular season record, is just horrible. That's yeah, no, it's 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 a really bad. As a matter of fact, Randy Cunnywurtz was better, and, and, they, and they chased him out of town. Hey, look, um, I think it's but, become but, very but, apparent to me. That would, that would be where Luke Richardson – Luke Richardson coming in. I think Luke, Luke Richardson. Luke, Luke Richardson is going to be a head coach in the NHL one day. I'm convinced of that he just has too good of a reputation. And for him to come in here, and if they keep losing, I don't think that's going to hurt his reputation because he already has all those years as an NHL player and what he did in the AHL as a head coach and what he did last year filling in in the playoffs and Ducharme. So it's not going to it's not going to be a, a big stain on his coaching resume. Whereas Dominic Ducharme has a very small coaching resume at the NHL yeah. level, and it's not good right now. So he, you know, he, it's just, you know, he wants, you know, you're part of a team, but you're also worried about yourself, whether you're a player or a coach in the NHL, your own individual business, right? And he's worried about his future too. And maybe he just thinks that I have a better chance of winning playing my veterans. And he wouldn't be, you know, as most coaches think that way. Most coaches trust, they trust their veterans. They don't trust the kids. You want to pick up any jersey, any sport, any player, sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and even our sick merchandise. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. Stu, in ending, look, I talked about drawing before. At the end of the day, I think the Canadians have too many guys that cut corners. Besides the fact that they were inferior team on paper than they were the team that played in the Stanley Cup final, then they were decimated by injuries. There's some of them that just couldn't replace, like Shea Weber being one and Carey Price being the other. But the guys that are there, they're too easy to play against. Drouin doesn't go to the net, doesn't play a 200-foot game. Neither does Hoffman, neither does Caulfield. Armia's big, but he plays small. Uh, they're not an overly big team. They're not only really strong team. They have one power forward is Josh Anderson. By the way, I'll give Caulfield a pass because he's still young, and it's okay if he's a perimeter player, but you can't have three, four, or five of them. So I'll live with him. I'm not willing to live with the others for much longer. I think they're a soft team. I think they're an easy team to play against. You know what it is, Tony? Here's my how I summarize it. There are players who work hard, can't score. Arturi Lekkinen. Jake Arturi Lekkinen should get 25 goals a year. He gets so yeah. many chances. You, you can't. They have all these guys who, Mike Pozzetto, we have, they have guys who work really hard and can't score. Then they have guys who are talented, Drouin, Armia, Army has one goal, I think. How, how does yeah, one goal. With with his size and his skill and his talent. So the guys who do have the skill don't work hard. And the guys who work hard don't have the skill. And that's why 20 out of 28 games a season, they have two goals or less. It, it's And it's it's frustrating to watch. And I imagine how frustrating it must be watched as a coach. When you look at guys, I mean, Talk about Mike Pizzetti, he must look at Yule Army and go, oh, my God, I wish I had his skill. I wish I could shoot like him. I wish I could yeah. skate like him. I wish I could control the puck like him. You know, I'd be, you know, a 30-goal scorer in the NHL. I'd be making $5 million a year. But, you know, they, as a, Army has been around long enough in the NHL. Drew Wayne's been around long enough in the NHL. They are who they are. That's, yeah. that's who they are. They're not going to change, I don't think. 
It's like most people in the media wish that they were us, Stu, you and I only. We deliver. We did again. Tell your friends about it. You can follow the Sick Podcast on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page. Follow us on YouTube. You can subscribe. It's free. And the beauty of it is not only that it's free, is that the more people watch, the more advertisers, the more money I make. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. Follow us. Watch us. The Sick Podcast because the podcast is sick. See you, Stu. See you, Tony. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocer and The Beer Store.